Hey everyone, it's Steve-O from Not Another Bee Horrorcast, and you're listening to another great production on the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com. Welcome to episode 47 of Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast on the 4Ride Radio Network. It's now time to catch them all with your host. I'm Kyle, also known as Deadpool Ranger, and I am still Team Instinct. And I'm Doug, also known as Icky Bully, and I'm still Team Valor. Why do we mention our Pokemon Go teams? Well, it's because it's our anniversary. Three years. Hey. Yeah. So just like the past three years, uh, let me just get through this real quick. To listen to the show, find us anywhere you listen to podcasts like iTunes or Google Play Music. Huh. This, yeah. I know you listen to iTunes. I do Google Play Music. I Sure I do. Just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustrations and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit Revenge Lover. Dot com. Happy anniversary, Doug. Oh, happy anniversary. What is the three month or the three year anniversary? Like uh, paper, wood, something? I don't know. I, pfft, you're asking me? I have no idea. <laughs> I feel like this is a question you you should know the answer to. <laughs> um, I do not. All right. Well. <laughs> Welcome to our last episode ever. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know. But uh, we have a lot of news to cover today, at least. Uh, Well, I wouldn't say a lot, but we got quite a bit of news. And then uh, we've got some fun stuff to do after all that news. Indeed. Yes. Because someone got his way. Looking at you, Derek. He's looking at you. Yep. I know it's weird to say that, but uh, anyways. So, uh, before we get into news, how you been, Doug? Good. Uh, I've been good. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, of all the questions that we were going to get asked today, that's the one I didn't prepare for, I suppose. <laughs> Have you done anything Pokemon related in the past uh, week or so that since we've last talked? Yes. Um, I briefly started playing pokemon masters Hmm. um but didn't have a ton of time to play it so i played it enough to kind of get a sense of what it's like um i do think it's the type of game i could get lost in a little bit okay um and i enjoyed what i saw i did see a little bit of news um about it it basically made a bunch of money (laughs) <laughs> like a lot of money. I think they said it made uh, 26 million or something in oh, its wow. first week of operation, which certainly isn't Pokemon Go levels, but I think is nearing half half of what Pokemon Go made or something like that. I don't know. Depends on whether the, the graph that I was looking at was uh, um, well, sort of like proportionally accurate or not. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how much Pokemon Go made, so half doesn't quite seem right. But it made like 26 million in a week, which is significant for any any app. 
Okay. Well, I can tell you this. Um, I actually just recently saw a thing that stated that Pokemon Go is about to hit, about to earn $3 billion. Dang. Yeah. Um, and I guess this past month of August mm-hmm. was the highest uh, earnings or highest traffic that Pokemon Go has seen. Or I guess you could just say the highest activity since September of 2016, the year it was first released. So, yeah. It, and, you know, Pokemon Masters doesn't have that potential. It's never going to do that just by the nature of the right. type of game that it is. Um, but I'm still very impressed with the fact that it, it, it did what it did, you know? Yeah. Um, I have the game downloaded and on my phone, I actually just have not actually opened the app yet. I've just been kind of busy with everything else going on, but I do plan on opening it up shortly and checking it out. So hopefully the next episode we do where you and I just sit down and talk, I should be able to give my, uh, opinions on the game. Soup stoops. I love that. <laughs> what have you been up to? Uh, not a whole, whole lot. Um, went Pokemon hunting yesterday at my local park, trying to just hatch some eggs so I can try and get 10k eggs so I can get an unknown, but still no unknown. Mm, yeah, that doesn't make me want to even try. <laughs> yeah. Well, the unknown eggs disappear Monday at 4 o'clock for me. Mm-hmm. So I got to try and do as much as I can this weekend. But the problem is, every time you spin a stop, you also run a risk of getting a 2 or a 5 kilometer egg. Mm-hmm. And the 10s have been very rare to get. So when you do get a 10, you get excited, and then you hatch it, and it's a Porygon. <sighs> you, you just lose, a, you die a little bit inside. Who knew that 20-some years later, we'd be like, upset about hatching a porygon yes exactly uh yeah so but i've been getting my exercise in so that's been kind of fun yeah uh other than that though not a whole lot Uh, yeah i'm trying to look around see if i've gotten anything new pokemon wise but i haven't Uh, i do want to get the new build-a-bear though the snorlax that they have that would be awesome. That's a good choice for a Build-A-Bear. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised it took him this long to do Snorlax. Yeah, honestly. I am a little bit too. Uh, but, you know, they seem to be... They had they had some sort of strategy. I don't know what it was, but they had some sort of strategy, it seemed. Mm-hmm. So, Snorlax is now added to the collection. I'm still waiting for them to do uh, Turtwig or Chimchar since they did Piplup, but we'll see what happens there. Yeah, we'll see, because Piplup, certainly of those three, became more of a mascot-type Pokemon um, Mm -hmm. in the grander scheme of things. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if we never really got the other two, but I also wouldn't be surprised if we did get the other two. I don't know. Piplup wasn't a surprise, though. Yeah. I mean, other than Snubble, Piplup's the only other Pokemon that's not a Generation 2 Pokemon that they've released. I believe it. I believe it. Meryl would be a cool one to get. Yeah, uh, yeah, it would be fine, I suppose. I, I, I think there'd be probably cooler, cooler ones to do than Meryl. Hmm. Um, I feel like Meryl's kind of like the unofficial mascot for Gold and Silver. I think it probably was meant to be, but I don't know. Hmm. I feel like a lot of Meryl's um, 
I don't know. I feel like a lot of its charm has sort of faded over time. But I don't know. I, I don't feel like I see it included in quite as much as I, I certainly used to. But maybe my eyes just aren't open enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's dive into this news real quick so we can answer some questions. Yeah. Yeah. I know you want to answer some questions, and there's yeah. also some questions I haven't even prepared for because some people sent you things in your DMs that I still haven't seen yet. So many. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Pokemon Go news real quick. Um, there was a nuisance litigation. Pokemon Go finally uh, settled and finalized. So starting the past uh, this past week uh, of this recording, uh, basically, Niantic now has to remove Pokestops within 40 meters of residential family property if it is complained about. Mm-hmm. So, if there is one within 40 meters of a residential family property and they don't complain about it, it can stay there. Just want yeah. to put that out there. Which is it's good. Lived, yeah. Because if I lived <laughs> right by one, I would not complain. <laughs> exactly. But that's me. Yes. Uh, they must now observe park business hours if... The park requests uh, Niantic to do that. Hmm. So, which I think is actually kind of cool because I know, like, my local park, they close as soon as sunset happens. So they don't want people at the property. Right. Um, it's so a pretty common, you... common thing. So I'm surprised that that one's by request. But I guess how else would Niantic know without a request? So that does make sense. Yeah. Mm hmm. And then there's another one which has already been implemented, and that's uh, warn raiders of trespassing. So, like, if you begin a raid, you'll get a notification real quick saying, hey, make sure you're not trespassing, which I think is awesome that they're doing that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, good, it's good that they have their little warnings. I know that once you've seen them, you kind of (laughs) have seen them all. Yeah. But they, you know, they mix up. They mix it up a little bit, so that's yeah, and good. that's the other one that they've actually added a few warnings as soon as you load up the game. Yeah, which I think is very good. Yeah, because sometimes some people just need a little bit of a reminder. Yeah, yeah, doesn't hurt. Nope. Um, a little bit more news uh, for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, if you are using the Me Fighters, you can now get a Team Rocket outfit. Yeah, Team Rocket. I um, I do play Smash Brothers. I don't usually use the Me Fighters, but mm-hmm. um, some of the Me Fighter costumes that they announced this past direct, I was like, oh man, maybe I'm gonna have to dust off the old Me Fighter because <laughs> I want to be Team Rocket. <laughs> I actually use the Me Swordsman quite yeah. a bit, so. I think I might change him up a little bit because right now he's dressed up uh, as a wizard <laughs> that uses oh, a sword. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. You could so also makes- be Zero from the Mega Man franchise, which was another one I was very excited about. Hmm. Yeah. That's one way to include characters without actually including them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you want to open that door. <laughs> Do we have time for that door? Oh, no. No, no. no. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned for our next episode where we open the door. <laughs> I don't want to open the door to, you know, other other people, you know. Mm. <laughs> I feel like there are strong feelings about uh, who to include and who not to include. So, Gotcha. You know. Yeah. 
So let me just erase that one question I was going to ask you about Smash Brothers. <laughs> nope. Uh, <laughs> anything. Ask us anything. <laughs> um, and then lastly, we've got Sword and Shield news from the Nintendo Direct that happened this past week. We do. Yes. Indeed. Uh, it wasn't a whole lot. Um, I I was expecting more, but I'll take anything I can get. Uh, so I was still excited yeah. to see things. I was too. Um, I was also quite happy that this direct happened at like six o'clock at night. Oh my me. gosh! Yep. Instead of you know like nine ten o'clock while I'm at work, I'm not mm-hmm. like if it was at eleven, I'd be on my break. That'd be fine. But this was later. I was home. I got to put it up on my TV and just watch the whole thing. It was yeah. great. Yeah. I like that time a lot. Um, yes. Nintendo. Mm-hmm. No, you're listening. <laughs> Although if we could get more updates for the games besides once a month, that'd be great because we've got two months left. Yeah, I'm still of two minds about that. You know, I think I mentioned, I don't know if it was the last time we recorded yes. or two times ago, but I I am actually a little relieved. Mm-hmm. As as excited as I am every time we get news, I'm also a little relieved that we're not getting too much um, because I yeah. do feel like uh, with Sun and Moon, we got too much. So um, I don't know if this is a swing too far in the other direction or not, but mm-hmm. right now I'm I'm kind of okay with with not uh, knowing too much. I will say though, if you're going to do a direct, you're going to get my expectations up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. Like, I want to go into this game not knowing much, but I do want to go into this game knowing which starter I want. So please give me middle and final evolutions by now, please. What if they just don't? What if they're like, nope, we're going back to basics. You got to just go in blind, baby. (laughs) I I don't know how I feel about that. Like I've been spoiled now with knowing what the evolutions will look like beforehand. I'm I'm very, very, very confident that you will know before you get the game. Yeah, or at least like the one day way or, or another. Something. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if like sites like Cerebi or Bulbapedia post, uh, "Hey, this is what the evolutions look like as soon as the games come out," because they'll probably try and do like as much as they can to mm-hmm. inform people what everything is. Yeah, I, 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 uh, as as fun as a thought exercise as it is to think of of that sort of like going in blind. I, I don't think that I don't think Game Freak or Nintendo is going to actually do that. Yeah, it might be I mean, very very close to release, but mm-hmm. I think we'll know. Yeah, and then although like when Sun and Moon came out, there was like a few Pokemon we had no idea about. Oh no, I want that. I don't want to know yeah. every single Pokemon in the generation. That that that's a hard no for me. Yeah. Um, I remember we didn't know about Dewpiter, Alolan Geodude line. Yeah. Alolan Dugtrio. We only found out about Alolan Dugtrio just because it got leaked in the uh, demo. Yeah, to me, um, Pokemon is, has always been a game of exploration, so it's mm-hmm. never made sense. Just to me, I get I get why other people would enjoy it, but to me, and for my own experience, I've never wanted to know everything beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's sort of the equivalent of knowing everything that happens in a TV series before you watch it. Like, I'm just not interested in that. I get it. Uh, So, with this uh, update, we've got quite a few things. Um, We're going to start with the 
less fun stuff first and go into the more important stuff like new Pokemon later. <laughs> oh, I see what you wrote down first and I take issue. <laughs> Well, uh, I was just going based off of what the Pokemon Twitter account had posted, and this is basically the order that they went in. <laughs> so, but gotcha. uh, with the release of like how they announced everything from the um, uh, direct, there we go, words, they suck. Uh, basically, first things first, we're getting Pokemon Camp, where you get to play with your Pokemon, cook with your Pokemon, and even eat with your Pokemon. It sounds a lot like the just the kind of stuff where you do where like you brush your Pokemon or clean them or whatever, or play with them in the past games. All the great things that you can do to enhance your experience, everyone. Yes, and if you <laughs> follow us on Twitter, you will see that I had tweeted out this is something I will not be doing. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. All the things Kyle ignores. <laughs> yep. I, I look forward them. to the game where they're like, Welcome to the whatever region where we don't have Pokemon centers and you must take care of your Pokemon all on your own. <laughs> and Kyle's going to be like, well, I'm done with Pokemon because God forbid I ever pet a Pokemon. <laughs> no, if that's the case, I will do that. I mean, come on. Uh, I have so... to feed you? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is turning into a Tamagotchi. <laughs> I take it you never had the the Pikachu Walker toy thing. No, I did not. I know what you're talking about, and I did not. Uh, well, I I am excited about Pokemon Camp. I think it looks really fun. I was joking, um, pro- probably with myself because I don't know. I was watching this alone, <laughs> so that's <laughs> that makes me sound cool. But I was thinking about how funny it'll be that uh, they've introduced all kinds of things in this direct that uh, will basically make it take me even longer to finish the game, <laughs> uh, which I'm sure Kyle will love. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. While in camp, you get to make curry. Yum. Which is apparently the... Oh, it's, it's the, the national dish of uh, Galar. Yes. Yes. Again, words, they suck with me. Which I didn't realize was like a thing in England, but I guess it is. Which makes sense because, you know, India was at one point a colony of of, Mm -hmm. uh, England. And they just sort of said, like, we're taking your curry. Deal with it. Yeah. Um, So I guess it's a big thing. I didn't know. Yeah. A lot of my British uh, friends that I follow up on Twitter, they were all super excited about that fact. Yeah. When I first saw it, I was like, are you being sarcastic? And (laughs) no, they weren't. So that that'll be cool. It's somebody was joking that you know they've they've added a curry decks or whatever um, mm-hmm. because it, I guess you can make so many different variations, um, mm-hmm. and you better believe I'm gonna try to make every single curry. Nice. Um, one thing I'm actually super excited about is the customization of your character. There's a lot more articles of clothing that you can finally do. Hmm. So super so because I think Sun and Moon was just very lacking in the clothing department, in my opinion. I thought it was fine, but I um, once I find an outfit that I like, I pretty much just keep it. Uh, and so then I, I yeah. you know, once I once I've got whatever it is I was looking for, mm-hmm. I kind of have no idea what else is even out there. So see, I like the choices from X and Y. I think mm-hmm. 
Sun and Moon, they just kind of really stuck with the Hawaiian-themed clothes, which is fine because that's the region. Yeah. But I also kind of wanted something, and this is never going to happen in that game because it just wouldn't make sense, but something flannel. <laughs> I like Kyle flannel. just wanted his parka, fur parka that hit the floor. No. Um, made entirely of flannel. <laughs> yeah. I, I like flannel. I like the pattern. I, I Just something I've always liked. Well, I'm confident you're getting flannel in this one because I yes, think the default design for the guy is flannel. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, one cool thing is you get to make your own kind of like a league card. It's kind of like a baseball card or whatever. Which makes and, sense because it's like a really sort of sports themed region. Mm-hmm. It seems like. Yeah. So it's you get cool. to make your you get to make your own for yourself, and it will provide like detailed information about you. And you can also trade it to other uh, players. Now, will that be something that is only um, like uh, p- real life person to real life person, or is part of the game like collecting trading cards from trainers that you've encountered? I do not know. They have not fully stated on that. I kind of hope it's both. You know what I hope? Because this is my new favorite thing to uh, to bother you about. Okay. <laughs> I hope that you can trade trading cards with people in the game and that they, they well, you still wouldn't do this, but <laughs> that they, they provide some sort of like, uh, you know, stat boost or ability or something like that hmm. based on whatever collection you're carrying and okay. that NPCs have them too. <laughs> 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 okay, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> kind of like the uh, O powers and whatnot. Yeah, something like that. Okay, I can get behind that. <laughs> It'd be really cool if you had like a like a binder in the game that you you could. Uh, this is so yeah. dorky, oh, but how cool would it be, be if awesome. you had a binder and you could like choose how it's organized and all that? That'd be neat. I don't think they'd go that far as to choosing how far you could organize it, but I think that well, would be really cool. If you could. It have would a be binder. just like a Pokemon box. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to put this card? Poke True. right here. Where you just have to collect, kind of like the uh, Alo- uh, the totem stickers or mm-hmm. the, uh, Zygarde cells and whatnot. Yeah. Something like that where you can just collect, like you go around the whole region, you just collect all these that uh, you just find. That'd be so cool. Like people give you some or you just find them out in the wild because someone dropped it. And, oh, my gosh, you found a super rare one. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah, I, I want that. That'd be cool. Yes, I do, too. And then, finally, they've announced the, uh, I don't what do you call it, the, I guess, the internet system that they have for the this game. Whatever it's their, the, yeah, whatever their like, online feature is. Yeah, it's called the Ycom, so it looks like they finally got rid of the, uh, park thing that they had in sun and moon whatever it was with the castle Mm -hmm. uh this here you'll be allowed to trade via the internet or local communications um they've started up a i guess special trade where you can pick a pokemon from your box and you can trade with anyone from around the world which kind of sounds a little bit like wonder trade but they didn't say it was randomized or you don't know what you're getting so i don't know what it is we'll find out when the game comes out yeah but i do hope that wonder trade still is a thing because i love wonder trade 
I never use it, so I like the idea of it, but I just never. It's not. Sometimes when I don't I'm do bored, a lot of be, online stuff. Ah, see, sometimes when I'm bored, I'll just be like, "Who wants to trade?" And let's see what I get. Sometimes I get something cool. Mm-hmm. So that's it on the boring stuff. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's it on the stuff Kyle thinks is boring. <laughs> Actually, no. There was a few things there I thought were really cool. So. Uh, Another thing, uh, the Pokemon Alcream, Alcreamy, I don't know how you want to pronounce it. We'll have to wait until it shows up in the anime. Yeah. But My official it... prediction is Alcremi, but I don't Ooh, actually know. I I'm just like guessing. Uh, it has multiple forms or flavors, if you will. Eat your Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's disturbing. We've so... seen them eat meat. <laughs> uh, yeah so guess if you have like a favorite color that you want to see your Alcremian you have a good chance for that now which I think is actually kind of cool that you can actually custom or I don't want to say customize but you can catch a different style yeah get ready to dedicate an entire Pokemon box just to Alcremie 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 I plan on it because I have to do it for my po- uh, for my Master Dex challenge when this game mm-hmm. comes out yeah, we know that there the are at least 24 forms. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there are probably more than that, though, because I don't think that every single flavor and topping combination possible was represented on the picture I saw. Um, but I will have to double check. But we know that there are at least 24. This could be like a Vivalon all over again, and certain flavors are only exclusive to like certain regions. Oh, boy. Have fun. As long as I can get my Shamrock Mint one, I'm good. <laughs> Please tell me you're going to call it uh, McDonald's or something like that. I don't nickname my Pokemon. Get out of here. <gasps> you don't nickname... Wait, wait, wait. You don't nickname your Pokemon? No. How else would... How would I learn their names if they all have nicknames? How would <laughs> I learn true. what they are called? <laughs> you know, that's true, because I kept forgetting Incineroar's name for so long, because I kept calling it Doom Kitty. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, there's a fun fact about me. I have never played a core series game um, and nicknamed Pokemon um, outside of, like, a couple times where I was like, I've played this one before, let me restart and nickname things. Like, I think okay. in my Pearl game that I have now, I think maybe some of them are nicknamed. Like, mm. maybe my team, but I'm I'm not even confident I did that, because... Um, I'll I'll forget what the what they're called. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. I sometimes do that. I so, nicknamed everything in Let's Go because yeah. I obviously know what they all are. Yeah, if I catch a Pokemon that I want to keep that's from a different from a past region, I may nickname it. But for the new ones, I'll uh, although like Al Creamy, I'm pretty sure I'll remember that one, so I yeah. don't mind nicknaming that. Yeah. And I, 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 uh, it kind of blew my mind when I, when I learned how many people I knew personally, like nicknamed all their Pokemon. I was like, you do? Um, so I think I might, I'm probably, maybe I'm in a minority. I have no idea. I don't know what the stats are on that. I mean, let's put this way. Pokemon Twitter to do a poll or something. (laughs) There you go. Well, let's put this way. I nicknamed my Pokemon. What does that say? Uh, that I'm in the minority. I have no idea what that, that what that says. <laughs> well, I mean, for someone who doesn't really care about doing the extra stuff like camps or 
feeding or playing with Pokemon, I at least still nickname them. Mm. Yeah, as long as they have cool names, they don't need stat boosts. So, uh, we got two new Pokemon for this. Uh, first up is an adorable little ghost-type Pokemon. Poltegeist, which love the pun. Clever. Mm-hmm. And it is a cute little ghost Pokemon that basically lives in a teapot. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, it f- The design itself feels very Galar, for sure, because it's a little mm-hmm. teapot. Um, but I like that its colors are basically like sun and moon colors. <laughs> like the color <laughs> of the tea is purple and orange. Mm-hmm. Um, I love its face. It has this like doofy swirl eye face. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a bizarre design because the teapot is technically part of the Pokemon, but it's it's possessing the teapot. So the Pokemon itself, mm-hmm. in quotes... Um, it's sort of just this like amorphous blob of tea. <laughs> it's it reminds me a little bit of Rotom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one person pointed out that the uh, basically the amorphous blob reminds them from the Gen two uh, beta Pokemon. There was one where it was like just two amorphous blobs at each end. It was supposed to be placed right before Girafferig. Oh yeah, yep. So I think that kind of reminds them a little bit of Interesting. that. Interesting. It's a little bit shuckly in a way, or a little bit mm-hmm. like uh, Shelter, like the Pokemon that have outer shells, and and the inside you're sort of like, yeah, you're you're something in there, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'm sure there's a whole body in there, but uh. <laughs> okay. Well, a Shelter is just a ghastly inside of a shell. That's true, so true. Um, but yeah, I think it's 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 really fun. Um, mm-hmm. and I I. I don't know that it's going to be a whole lot more than like a mascot for the region, but uh, but I, I like it a lot. It might end up being a um, a prominent anime character in a similar vein to like a Mimikyu. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping it has a pre-evolution where it's just a teacup. It's interesting that you say that because um, I know we haven't talked about the second one they introduced, but I really feel like a lot of the ones they're introducing to us before the game are standalones. Okay. Um, and I don't know why I think that. This is like totally just a gut reaction. But Poltegeist, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a standalone. Um, I wouldn't either. Yeah. But I would like a little teacup pre-evolution. Yeah, no, I think that'd be really funny. Um, or... <laughs> people would hate this, but like a possessed tea bag, <laughs> people would be like, it's just an object. It's just trash, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I, I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. The next Pokemon is very interesting. Yes. Cramorant. Mm-hmm. It is a flying water type. And at first glance, it looks really cool. My wife, uh, she recognized the bird. It was based off right away. Which makes sense. Uh, yeah, because she's a marine biologist and mm-hmm. she knows all that stuff. And she's smarter than me and everything. But she she loves this thing already. She thinks it's super cute. And even I think it's cute. Um, and it's got this really cool ability where if it uses surf or dive, it ends up with a fish in its mouth. And then when, you, when someone goes to attack uh, a cramorant, it fires out the fish with its ability gulp missile mm-hmm. 
and the fish is actually a barracuda, which is awesome. And I'm really, really hoping that fish is actually a Pokemon. I think at this point in Pokemon's history, it will be. Yeah. Um, I think it'll probably be, again, a little standalone guy like a wishy-washy or I guess Remoraid isn't a standalone, but it That'd be kind cool of if it, should be. That would be funnier <laughs> if it shot out a Remoraid. Well, and I wonder, you know, if 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 other Pokemon like Remoraid or Wishiwashi are in this Pokedex, will they potentially be part of the missile and will the missile have mm-hmm. different effects or different strengths or whatever? Um, that's probably cool. a little more than we should expect, but it's a cool idea. Yeah. Two things um, about Cramorant. <laughs> I it's design I really like because even though it's not a design that particularly appeals to my tastes, it's one that feels very old school um, in a way because it's it's sort of a simpler, like straightforward. Here is a bird um, and it's been a little bit Pokemon fied. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is how a lot of the original Pokemon are like Pidgeot. It's like here is a bird and it is a little bit more Pokemon fied or Firo, mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be and this feels very much in that vein um and that's pretty cool because i think there's at least some criticism i don't think it's necessarily widespread um but pokemon has gotten into points of its history where pokemon are pretty um debatably over designed depending on who you ask you know what i mean mm-hmm. so some of the simpler designs i think um can be can be appreciated and sort of balance things out yeah. Uh, so I know you hate uh, this word, but there was a leak a while ago, and they actually had <laughs> predicted Cramorant. God, I hate leaks so much. They're the worst. Everybody stop leaking everything. Well, rumor, really. <laughs> leak, rumor thing. Yeah. But they had actually predicted Cramorant. They had mentioned a bird Pokemon that would obtain a fish... Uh, basically, that would fight, and it would fire it. Yeah. Now, it had also said that if it was in the sea, it would grab a new, uh, new Pokemon fish. But if it was on land, it would gra- end up grabbing a Pikachu instead. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now, obviously, that we didn't see anything about a Pikachu. Yeah. So obviously, half of it was right, half of it was wrong. But even still, I still think it's cool. I do kind of want to add this Pokemon to my team. Hmm. I think it's super cool looking. So, with that being said, maybe that means that Sobble will be not on my team then, because this is already a water type. Yeah, I was going to say, Sobble is almost certainly my starter, so this Pokemon has no room uh, mm-hmm. in my team. Um, and, you know, like, I guess, <laughs> just to clarify, like, I don't mind leaks. I just don't know <laughs> that they're always very helpful, because literally anyone can leak anything. Also, well, I, like I said, I like the adventure, so... When people yes. data mine the entire game, that's what I don't like. Understandable. Yeah. So that's it on the new Pokemon. How do you feel about only just getting two instead of like more? It's fine, except that, well, it's fine. I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say it's fine, except that we're not getting more frequent updates. But um, I'm honestly, I like I'm I'm dead serious when I say I'm fine not knowing a lot of stuff going into the game. Like, we're getting sort of bits and pieces and tastes of what the region is like, what the personality of the sort of culture and community in Galar is. We're getting a taste of what the species might be like. Um, As long as the 
little tiny tastes of updates aren't indicative of a very small um, slate of new Pokemon, I'm I'm fine with only getting a couple. Okay. Um, I'm hoping we can at least maybe up it up to like maybe twice a month now instead of once a month. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I won't, I won't say no. Um, yeah, but uh, like once in the beginning, once in the middle. So just give us like an actual like this was a Nintendo Direct, so they had a lot of stuff to do because this was, thing was forty minutes long. They had a lot of other games to promote. So obviously, Pokemon. I mean, only got like a like maybe a couple minutes. So hopefully, we'll get like an actual Pokemon Direct shortly for some more stuff. I honestly, the only thing I want. At this point, because we do only have a couple months left, the only, and and I think you won't like this, but you tell me, the okay. only thing I want is one more direct that's specifically Pokemon, where we get um, information about the starters, mm-hmm. and maybe like another gym leader and a little maybe another species or something. But that's 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 it. That's all. I, yeah. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm buying this game no matter what. I'm excited about <laughs> it. They haven't, you know, the I. I don't need to know 75% of the new stuff before I buy yeah. it because I'm buying it anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm getting it too. I still have to pre-order it. Yeah, I do too. But with Pokemon games, I've never, whether I've pre-ordered them or not, I've never not been able to play it on day one or buy it on day one. Sometimes I can't play it, but I'm, I'm like not worried. I'm very confident that if I don't pre-order it, I'll still be able to, walk into a target or GameStop or whatever and, and pick it up. Yeah. Now, the only time I was never able to actually play a game on day one was X and Y. Yeah. And that was only because I was going out of town the day it was coming out. Yeah. And so I couldn't get it. <laughs> so I had to wait like a whole weekend, which was torture because I was seeing like everyone posting, oh my gosh, this game's amazing. And I'm just sitting in this uh, car playing black and white too <laughs> just <laughs> like uh, i wish i could be playing that time, but, but it all worked out in the end um but yeah so that's all the news we have mm-hmm. uh, let's see so our main episode discussion for this we had actually put up a poll saying what do you guys want us to do for a three-year anniversary because we're too lazy to ultimately decide yep and uh a certain someone, not going to name names, Derek, decided that they wanted to ask us anything. <laughs> I think so, that was one of our options. Yes, <laughs> I think we was, decided that, that yes, they could sorry. ask us anything. <laughs> but he was very adamant about getting it and even like set, asked people to please just vote so this way he could ask us anything. Yes. Um, I know he DM'd you some a question or two. I don't know how many. Well, it's funny you say that because we got about seven questions or so like in reply to our Mm -hmm. um, tweet. But I said, you know, you can DM me anything you want. Um, And oh, boy, Kyle, you are not prepared uh, for the number or nature of the questions that people DM'd me. Nice. Okay. uh, It's zero. It's zero. It's zero. (laughs) I thought that was going to scare you. I, when I tweeted that, I was like, oh, this is going to be so funny. Kyle's so worried about getting, like, inappropriate questions um, that I was like, all right, you can just DM me the inappropriate questions. And then your response to it was, like, perfect. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so good. 
Um, so I, I had this whole plan that I was going to be like, we have so many questions and you can't even handle some of them. Um, but no, the, no one actually DM'd me anything. That was all, it was all a ruse. Okay. It was all a ruse. Ah, uh, you got, you got me. Yeah. So you got me. Um, you're welcome for adding a whole lot of anxiety to your entire week. <laughs> uh, I've been dealing with other things that cause me anxiety this entire week. Uh, we just got done with a hurricane. Uh, what? Around that word. <laughs> I, I put quotes around hurricane because yeah. it wasn't really much of a hurricane. But we prepared like we were getting one. As you should. Yes. So first question is from our good friend Lee Roberts, a.k.a. Professor Spruce. I gave him that nickname, by mm-hmm. the way, because it's awesome. Also known as at Pirate Monkey on Twitter. He's also the guy that gives us our introduction in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So. Highly, he asks, "Do you consider the Or region canon?" Um, and I forgot to look up what the Or region is. <laughs> that is the region featured in Colosseum and XD Gale of Darkness. Ah, okay. Um, well, since you can transfer Pokemon from those games to a uh, Ruby and Sapphire, I would say yes, it is canon. So I, okay, I'll try. I I have weird, long-winded um, opinions on just the term, like term canon and what it means and how we talk about it and stuff. So I will try to okay. keep that brief. But um, I, I, for a very long time, when it came to like canon and not canon, treated the word canon like simply a noun. Like, is this part of the canon or is this not part of the canon? Um, you know, like the collection of works basically. And maybe that's because I was like, I was an English major. (laughs) I don't know. Um, but, uh, but, uh, I've since, you know, in the past probably like five years or so been like really confronted with this idea that like lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of members of any given fan community, like just reject things that are officially licensed works. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and then large corporations like Disney slash Lucasfilms um, and pretty much any comic book company basically muddy it further by saying, like, this is canon and this is not canon. And I'm like, no, but you made that. That's that's one of your official works. <laughs> so to me, <laughs> where I fall on this is like the Or region or the Or A region or however you say it, because I don't know that they actually speak in those games. I have no idea. But um, I would say it's it's certainly part of the canon, but it's probably part of a different continuity than stuff that we are used to um but this gets into like confusing stuff that kyle's more more knowledgeable about than i am i would say it's definitely part of the canon but a different continuity than the anime for sure yes definitely part of the canon but a different continuity than the movies um Mm -hmm. well movies are their own continuity exactly exactly um and so what you end up with is this sort of like weird mixture of things that are officially licensed but in different continuities and pokemon has never ever ever been a property that is good at or perhaps just interested in defining its continuities strictly you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i don't like i don't i don't know what they think um but knowing that you can transfer pokemon certainly suggests that it would be part of the continuity or like world uh, big quotes on world um, of the game continuity, perhaps. 
I don't know how the events in those games would affect anything else, but again, Pokemon Pokemon is a franchise where like you have these world ending or potentially world ending cataclysms in one region that are never acknowledged like anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah. So I mean it's I, I don't I guess my short answer is I don't ignore that region. I don't like cast it off as like a, as like something we should forget about, but uh, you know, I, I also don't think about it much. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I don't know if that gives you anything juicy, but at least gives you insight into, to how my brain works with the word canon. It scares me sometimes. It's, it's, I think that I really do think that Disney and Lucasfilms, I know that's it's mainly just Disney, um, really screwed everything up by deciding that one of their continuities is literally called canon, and one of their continuities has a different name. <laughs> You're like, oh god, why are you doing this to us? This is Star Wars stuff, everyone, and Star Wars things, Star Wars. Anyway, yeah. Um, so I guess we should get me off of that topic. Um, yeah. Why don't you read the next question? Yeah. So Dare Bear at Derek B. Gale um, asked us two questions. One is podcast related and one is not. So let's start with the podcast related one. Um, he asks, if Victory Road was at peak success for like, imagine it's your full-time job. You have all the resources to get high profile guests and interviews and you have the best equipment. What would your most top tier dream of an episode be to do? Um, and I am actually very curious about what your reaction to this was, Kyle, because this podcast was uh, conceived and incepted in, in Kyle's brain. So, uh, I mean, how cool would it be if we got to announce like a Nintendo Direct or something? <laughs> yeah, I guess that would be pretty uh, pretty dope. Like, like imagine like the only way to find out this information is to listen to this podcast. Duh. Yeah, like exclusives. Exactly, something like that would be really cool. Maybe if we got to like interview. Um, the voice of ash mm-hmm. yeah that'd be awesome stuff like that you know yeah i um i i tend to imagine like peak podcast like full-time peak podcast success to be like a slate of programming you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like um to me if i if if podcasting were my full-time job i would be imagining you know multiple episodes a week but not all the same people necessarily just sort of a through line of the product that you're getting almost like a channel um, or a yeah, network, like a YouTube, like a YouTube channel yeah. where people like go, Hey, so this is uh, news that just broke. Uh, we're going to put it out. And it's like maybe like five, 10 minutes long, something like that. Exactly. So like victory road might be our flagship um, that we, we do, you know, if, if, if we're talking full time, maybe like once a week and then we might have, you know, a, we might have like correspondence essentially, right? Like the TCG game is not something I just, that's redundant. TCG is not something that you and I are super familiar with. So why not bring in, you know, a new host for a new show that happens weekly or every other week. That's all just about the card game. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of, that's what I imagine at least. Yeah. Um, if a certain Shukin Shinobi is listening to this and wants to do that, uh, <laughs> <hit us> up. <laughs> I don't know what my individual dream episode would be. I guess I think, hmm, I think my, 
a lot of my dreams with fandom type stuff is getting behind the scenes looks at decision making. So I think that my dream episode would be having the chance to interview somebody who is part of the team that decides what goes into a Pokedex and what does not um, for a new region. So they could talk about all of the stuff that we've been talking about for the past couple years now with regards to like the space world demo where it's Mm -hmm. like, Hey, talk about, talk about one of your favorite Pokemon designs that never made it into a game. Like that, that would be such a guess like kid in a candy store episode to do for me. Yeah. So that's, that's my dream episode for sure. And then Derek also asked a not podcast related question because we said Mm -hmm. you can ask us anything. So um, he asks, if you discovered there was life on other planets and you were tasked with sending one complete piece of media to introduce them to life on Earth, what would you choose? And he clarifies that if it's long term media like a TV show, you can send the entire series. Okay, this is a hard question, dude. (laughs) Um. Honestly, I would go with my favorite TV show ever, mm-hmm. Scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. P- Por qué? Well, um, you're, lucky. you're lucky I know Spanish. <laughs> well, you're lucky I know that word. <laughs> yeah. I, I would hope that most people in America at this point know por qué. If you don't, yeah. por qué means why. Yeah. So I feel like you could just get like so much humor into scrubs mm-hmm. and you, you get like a good life lessons from it that you would get a good understanding of what us humans are like mm-hmm. from just that show alone. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I think that uh, I didn't have like a fully developed answer. Cause I, I'm certain I overthought this, but I was thinking of like, okay, so what would a show be that has, you know, representation of different types of people that are on the planet Earth. Um, Because here's a little bit of background, actually. Every once in a while, I'll fall into a sort of Wikipedia and internet research hole about Mm -hmm. space stuff, uh, because what's cooler than space stuff? But um, one one of the things that I fell into was the information that we've already sent outward from the planet Earth. Um, in hopes that some something will find it and learn something about us. And the amount of care that goes into putting information onto that CD or that plaque or that radio signal or whatever is kind of incredible. Um, so if you've never looked up um, the golden record um, on the Voyager satellites, look it up. It'll, it'll, it'll blow your mind. Um, hmm. But what they do is they try to include as much information about Earth as possible in a concise amount of space. So I was like, man, what show would would do that? Um, and I was thinking of like, okay, what are some shows that have like really diverse experiences? And I was like, Lost kind of has that because it's an international cast. But I was like, Lost would be a really weird, <laughs> weird introduction to life on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> so then I was like, maybe, maybe bring it down a notch to something like you were saying with Scrubs, where you have like life lessons and stuff. And as corny as it is, like maybe something like, if not specifically like a Captain Planet type show, where okay. it's like here, here you're seeing different kinds of humans from different kinds of places on Earth. You're getting a moral every lesson. At least in 2019, it would be relevant to share that <laughs> the Earth is in climate danger <laughs> and that some of us care. Um, 
but I, I I wonder if maybe a kid show would actually be a good a good place to start. Oh, and to just clarify, I would not send the last season of Scrubs. <laughs> yeah, you can send the whole series, but you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's that's where my brain goes. But naturally, I would want to send something like, uh, like here's Into the Spider Verse. Have fun. <laughs> it's yeah, just a good that... movie. Watch it. <laughs> yeah, we're you not know? threatening you in any way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't send them like. The first Avengers movie. (laughs) Independence Day. Yeah, don't send them Independence Day. Anything where, like, aliens are violently attacking Earth. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it's a good question. I'd be really curious to see what other people thought because my my thoughts weren't fully fully formed. Mm -hmm. Send them Guardians of the Galaxy, see what happens. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. Hmm. They would overestimate us. (laughs) <laughs> I think. No, we'll be like, we're like this guy here. Uh that's about it. Yeah. So just 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 understand that. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh next question, Alex Stormy Bob at Stormy Bob VGC says least favorite part of doing the podcast. Yeah, I think for me, um, anything that you are going to dedicate a lot of time to um, has its pros and its cons. And so for me, I think this one, sometimes the time commitment for podcasts can be a lot, Um, especially, you know, Kyle's done two before I'm doing two now. Um, And so I would say the, I I don't know if this is a cop-out answer, but um, sometimes my least favorite part of doing the podcast is all the things I don't get to do because I'm working on podcasts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. but I also wouldn't do podcasts I do. if I didn't think they were fun. So it, it, it does balance out. Um, obviously technical difficulties are rage inducing, um, and mm-hmm. part of any podcaster's life. Um, that mm-hmm. can be really frustrating if you are recording or editing and you experience a crash. Um, oh, I'd be lying if I that. said sometimes you don't sit there and say like, let's, let's just, I'm trying not to curse because it's so frustrating, but let's just forget it. You know, like, let's just yep. let's stop, take a break. Um, let's not do this episode, whatever. Um, and those are really frustrating moments and they, they really, really stink. Um, but, uh, I think mm-hmm. if you can sort of remind yourself why you're doing it in the first place, you can, you can get through a crash and yeah. finish the episode or redo the episode or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So to not duplicate your answer, sure. I'll come up with something a little bit different. And we haven't done this in a while, but doing our skits, we've done, <laughs> like the last one we did two years ago or something, or last year, yeah, where it was so many sound effects, music, all this stuff. I hated every second of doing it, <laughs> but the reward at oh, I just dropped my fidget spinner. <laughs> The reward at the end where it was done and everything was just, in my head, perfect. Mm -hmm. That was worth it. But just setting everything up, making my own pulverizing pancake Z-move effect (laughs) uh, sounds, just all that. It was a pain, but in the end, it's worth it. So, Yeah. yeah. It's a labor of love. Exactly. Um, how do we want to incorporate questions we have for each other? Did you want to say those for the end or do you want to do those now? And then we go to the last bit of the questions afterwards. Let's each do one now and intersperse. 
Okay, hopefully we don't actually have the same questions for each other, because... I doubt Oh, actually, do. I just... Okay. I'd be shocked do you if you want to go did. first? Sure, let me pick one. <laughs> All right. So on the topic of podcasts, and this... I You could give me a really easy answer, but I'm hoping maybe you won't. Um, if you were, this is a question from me for Kyle. So if you weren't doing a podcast about Pokemon, what else are things that you might do a podcast about? Hmm. Okay. Well, um, I've already done a comic book based podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a lot of fun. So I, I don't want to give that as the answer. Um, but my wife and I, we've been talking about possibly doing another podcast together where we basically just watch a disney movie together and then we talk about it like we don't actually record us watching the movie sure but we just talk about each disney movie at the end we give our thoughts um and stuff like that that'd be cool because it's also got sort of like an end goal to it um so you're always Mm -hmm. working towards something which is nice which for podcasts can be really helpful if you're intimidated um for anybody who's like curious yeah and we've i mean we've been doing this whole disney movie marathon uh, since February, and we just got done watching Chicken Little uh, the other day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, we'd probably have to go back and rewatch all the things and then record our thoughts on everything. Right. But, yeah. Um, and then we do like, like, we just do like all the animated movies, and then we'd go back and do some live action stuff. And mm-hmm. then we do other things like Disney Tunes movies, like goofy movies, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like we've already talked about this and once we get back from our trip to Disney, we're going to start a new marathon of just watching all the sequels. Oh, movies we've already watched. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, Cinderella two, Cinderella three. Oh boy. New groove. Have you, se- well, have you seen any of those three so far? Um, I haven't seen Crunk's new groove, unfortunately, but we okay. own it. It's good. Um, Busy does. I've seen <laughs> Cinderella 2, but it's been forever. Okay. Um, we own Little Mermaid 2 and 3. Um, okay, well, I will give you and everybody out there <laughs> a nice little heads up. Cinderella 2, not great. Cinderella 3, shockingly good. <laughs> <laughs> so... If you are if you if you saw like Cinderella three Trouble in Time or whatever it's called that sounds dumb, you're wrong. Go watch it and you yeah. know don't be discouraged by Cinderella two. Those sequels <laughs> are made by entirely different people, entirely yeah. different teams under entirely different regimes. Yeah. So and then you've got like <laughs> Bambi two. Yeah. Uh, Fox and the Hound two. Yeah. So a whole bunch of sequels, stuff that I would love to watch, especially Brother Bear two. Mm, yeah. Um, obviously like there's some that won't count because we're, they're part of the marathon we're watching now, like rescuers down under, of course the official, uh, theater re- or I guess the Walt yeah. Disney classic Animated- canon. Yeah. Um, there's that word again, uh, yes. sequels. Yes. That Wreck-It Ralph to frozen to, to, I'm actually excited for that. Oh, I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm very excited for so, frozen Two. <laughs> so yeah, that is my answer to your question. Nice. Thanks. You're welcome. So, my question for you. If you could base a Pokemon off any animal, what would it be? Hmm. I should have an answer for this because this is one of the questions I was thinking of writing down. Um, 
Oh man, but I I didn't actually come up with an answer, which is why I didn't write it down. <laughs> um, one thing that I was thinking about while I was considering including this question was, I don't think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we have a mosquito Pokemon. And I actually think a Pokemon based on a mosquito would be pretty cool. Um, oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Especially if you did uh, sort of interesting typing with it, like. Obviously, they're not going to make a mosquito Pokemon that, like, sucks blood out of other Pokemon. But you could do mm-hmm. a mosquito Pokemon that is a ghost type or a psychic type or a dark type um, that specifically talks about draining energy. And it could be an interesting technical or strategic Pokemon Ooh. in battle that focuses solely on draining either mm-hmm. HP or stats or something like that. It could have a signature move that um, over time you know, we're used to leech seed or, or things like that, that specifically steal HP. Um, but if they could figure out a mechanic where you could steal a stat, that would be pretty cool. Um, over time. So maybe it's, it, you know, if you're, you're up against something that has incredible speed, maybe it, it's, maybe it steals, you know, whatever that Pokemon's highest stat is. So mm-hmm. if you have this mosquito Pokemon going up against, in this case, it sounds like it would be a dark type based on the way it works. Um, but uh, Do you even have a bug dark type Pokemon? Mm, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, I feel no, like no, we don't. Oh, like actual dual type? No, I don't think we do. Yeah. Um, yeah so maybe this will be a bug dark dark type. I do think that probably opens it up to some incredible weaknesses, but that's okay because it would be meant as sort of a strategic thing. Um, mm-hmm. But imagine you have this this mosquito going up against like a Zara Aura, which is one of the fastest Pokemon ever. If you can ignore the fact that it would get destroyed, <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe it uses its signature move and it steals speed from Zara Aura instead of just reducing the speed. So each mm-hmm. time you take speed from Zara Aura, your speed goes up. Um, or something like that. I don't know. But I, that was, that was one of the things I was thinking, like, it would be kind of cool to have like this weird sort of mosquito Pokemon. It sounds dumb, but I, I swear it would be cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but there are tons uh, of bugs in general on the planet that we could base, you know, mm -hmm. um, Pokemon on that are pretty much already Pokemon in themselves Mm because they're just mind blowingly cool. Um, so that's where my brain goes first, is different kinds of bugs. Well, uh, I can tell you right now, uh, the typing would be very cool just because bug is actually strong against dark type. Mm. So, uh, yeah, just figure that out. That'd be really cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to have to commission like somebody uh, to make me a bug dark um mosquito, mosquito Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. It could be so funny. It could like be... Oh, if it's a dark type, it could be sort of like a jerk um, and have like like dumb sunglasses, <laughs> <laughs> but like cool sunglasses. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to start sketching stuff. Nice. It's cooler than it sounds, everybody. I promise. <laughs> yeah. All right. So back to our regularly scheduled questions. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. Yes. So, um... A good friend of mine, actually, uh, Katie Matice at K Matice, asks a two-parter question. They ask, um, which series would you want to see Pokemon have a crossover with, and what storyline do you envision for that crossover? Mm. All right. So storyline part, I don't really know. And at first, as soon as I saw this question, I was like, oh, Digimon. 
but I thought that's just like a cop out, right? Like, <laughs> it's like it's 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 sort of like the um the '90s matchup type thing, like the yeah. things that like Bat in the Sun does, where it's like here are two properties you've always loved. <laughs> exactly. So I'm gonna fix that, and I'm gonna say Power Ranger Pokemon. <laughs> my answer is going to be very similar but it's not power ranger so i want to hear your your concept pitch pitch your power ranger pokemon crossover to me so instead of like having the two like be in the same universe mm-hmm. have it where like the power ranger suits are based off of like the type of pokemon so mm-hmm. like the red ranger would be like a fire type yeah and then he can channel like certain Pokemon. So, like for great speed, he channels a Rapidash. Mm-hmm. For uh, flight or something, he channels a Charizard, uh, and just so on and so forth with each one. And then, as the series goes on, since there's so many types, they instead of like having like one type for each Ranger, they'd have one. Uh, like they would actually be able to gain abilities by gaining other types. Oh, you know? okay. So I don't know if you that 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 went in a different direction than I expected, which is really really cool. Because I've seen like some like mashup type Power Ranger Pokemon stuff, but usually it's just like this person has a helmet that looks like an Arcanine. Um, but I like your concept so much better. Have you watched or are you familiar with the Sentai season that wasn't adapted, Zhuoger? I'm somewhat familiar with it. I never fully watched it, but I watched an ep- I watched the very first episode okay. and then I watched the crossover with Gokaiger. Okay. So the brief concept for Zhuoger is that they're animal based um, and that mm-hmm. they themselves are from an animal species, um, basically. But one thing that's really cool about that series is that the Red Ranger's helmet has the ability to sort of transform based on the animal spirit, I guess, that he is harnessing and people were hoping that that every every ranger or i guess teammate on that team would have the ability to to do that um spoiler alert they don't um but people were hoping it as you were talking about yours i was thinking like how cool would it be if like yeah they have their type um but they have like either a helmet change or the 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 emblem on their their chest changes or something not like a dramatic suit change or anything but just like some element of it transforms to let you know like which mm-hmm. which pokemon spirit or whatever they're harnessing yeah. um so oh, that'd be cool so like say the red ranger's like oh um i now have the power of fighting i'm now going to channel power of blaziken yes oh that would be cool so there's like maybe six or seven like actual rangers but each one has like a secondary type that they can then call upon for like dual type pokemon yeah, uh. and then say like uh, there's like one ranger who doesn't really know much about Pokemon at all, and uh-huh. is like trying to do a combination. It's like combination that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> like perhaps and a bug dark type. I don't know exactly. <laughs> and so they end up doing it, and they're like, "Why isn't this working? Uh, nothing's happening." Like, "Oh, that doesn't exist." That'd you be a can't good do that. Yeah, that'd be like a good running gag for for like a like comedic relief character. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be that'd be good. I like that idea a lot. That's that's cool. Um, I literally just came up with that on the fly. By the great way, great job. Um, my the, what I was thinking was a Voltron crossover, so similar okay. but not exactly the same. Um, and this would be I, I wanted to think of something that could potentially be 
specifically a crossover and not a mashup because all of my initial ideas were mashups. And I was like, no, I got to think of something where it's, it's, it's actually a crossover where the two properties are like coming in contact with each other. So Voltron is kind of where I went because in Voltron, they travel to different planets. So what I'm imagining (laughs) Mm -hmm. is that the paladins end up, um, you know, traveling to a planet that is whatever planet Pokemon exists on, right? Why not? They're, they're encountering all kinds of different species anyway. So they end up on this planet and they have just an incredible or incredibly vast and diverse number of species um and there are humans there too maybe i don't know um and that's where like the pokemon are (laughs) and they i don't know maybe they like they're they're voltron whatever their cat thing robot things are called i can't remember what they're called (laughs) Uh, but they're battle cat robots uh for Mm -hmm. some reason aren't working and they have to you know some sort of mystical thing where they have to like harness you know other animal spirits or whatever. And then you end up with this cool Voltron. That's actually like made up of Pokemon cats instead of, you know, lion cats. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't know that that's where my brain was going. (laughs) Cause at least the current Voltron series, or I guess the most recent one, cause it did end um, does incorporate a lot of sort of like mysticism and magic type stuff. Because I mean, you can't explain everything that happens in that series with technology. So they open the door to basically say, if we're traveling the universe, we're going to encounter forces that we don't quite understand that we might call magic, but are actually, you know, in sort of in the vein of Thor, just science we don't understand yet. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think you could do something like that where it's like, oh shoot, like our lions aren't working. So we need to develop something else and, or we need to infuse them with, the spirit of something else our lion spirits are gone or so i don't know <laughs> but i just want to see like a, a voltron made of like lipard and pyroar and persian and <laughs> that would be cool in persian a low no get out of here how dare you <laughs> absolutely not maybe they maybe they enc- oh you know what it could be okay so they encounter a pair of meowstic um, who are like shaman on the planet and they okay. they help them, you know, find and harness the spirit of five noble Pokemon cats instead of lion robots. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Somebody make it happen. Made, like it made it. sense in my head. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> That's my crossover. Nice. All right. So I really dig this next question. Cool. Uh, prize count at prize count said favorite way to introduce new Pokemon or new people to Pokemon. Do you have like a, an answer you're especially excited to give? No, I was just excited to actually answer. Oh. Like, I just thought it was a really cool question. Yeah. To ask. It was really thought provoking because I haven't thought about it before. Um, and I think it's, it's actually a really difficult question for me to answer specifically because I don't know the last person I encountered who didn't know pokemon you know what i mean i mean what about your niece well yeah so that's that's where i would probably go but um before i even talk about that like what's interesting about pokemon as opposed to a lot of other different types of sort of fan communities is pokemon's ubiquitous in a way that like mario is ubiquitous um 
So like in quote, introducing somebody to it is, is sort of um, different. Like they're already aware of the thing. And so your, mm-hmm. your, your, your goal in introducing them isn't necessarily exposure so much as like convincing them to try it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, you don't have like the ability to, to use like a hook, you know, like if I'm trying to tell someone like, no, Power Rangers is, is cool. And they are unaware of Power Rangers for some reason. I could be like, you come up with a hook, right? Like, oh, well, there's this one series that you should start with where they're actually traveling through time and blah, 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 blah. Um, or like a TV show, like Orange is the New Black. Oh, you should watch it because here's here's this thing. It's the hook. There's no hook with Pokemon. Everybody already knows what it is. So I think if I'm trying to convince somebody to actually give it a shot, I would start with Pokemon Go um, because it's mm-hmm. it's low investment um, and it it has a collecting element immediately available. And I think that's the thing that convinces people. It's like, oh, I can collect something um, okay. and I can collect it for free. Um, All right, so... So that's I go, go ahead. So that's that's how I would convince somebody to try it. With my niece, um it it was I'm not really I didn't really do anything consciously to be totally honest. She just saw me doing things. So she saw me playing Pokemon Go. She knows what a phone is. Um and so she was curious about what I was doing on my phone and then you know, she would see cute characters on the screen that she sort of equated to a lot of the toys she already played with, like the um, mm-hmm. blind package things like Littlest Pet Shop or um, I can't think of their names. There's like a bajillion of them. But those types of toys, I think she mm-hmm. saw it as similar, you know. Um, and then once she realized that you collect them, she wanted to she wanted to play. Um, cause it, it's, it's the same thing to her or it was at the time, it was the same thing as going to the store and getting a blind package of something. And then I think for her parents, you know, she might be playing on a phone, but it doesn't cost anything to, to collect Pokemon on Pokemon go. So it's kind of a nice, nice balance there. Um, and then she kind of fell down the hole on her all on her own cause she's <laughs> a smart kid. And so she like sucks everything up and then regurgitates it back to you like did you know this about whatever and i'm like oh you had no idea that evie could evolve into eight different things wow um (laughs) but that's sort of what got her nice um well i was gonna say pokemon go but i want to change up my answer just so we have something different and if i were to introduce someone honestly i would give them the mangas yeah they're they're good they're really good like you said, for just like the price point and stuff like that. I mean, if you have a local library, you can probably go to one and see if they have them there. Funny, um, you should I mention th- that. At my yeah. library, we have them. <laughs> we exactly. have them physically and digitally. <laughs> so it's a great way to just get an idea of what Pokemon's all about because you're watching this guy collect everything. There's a whole storyline, and you'd be like, hey, I kind of want to, I wish I could actually experience that better. You'd be like, oh, well, here's a Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. You can do this, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. So Greg's friend, hashtag KickVic, at DigiRanger1994, asks, what do you want with the next anime series? Um. Well, from what I've been hearing about it, this is actually kind of what I want, and it looks like they're actually revisiting all the past regions. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I want, if that's actually the case. What would you want that to look like, or how would you want them to accomplish that? 
Um, well, I want to be a smart guy and just say montage mode, but <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. Like, see, I can't really envision how it would happen, mm-hmm. but I just want it to happen. You know, I just want Ash to maybe, or even if they do like a whole new character type thing, like they go like to different regions and they're checking things out or something like that. And like each couple episodes, they go to like the new region, like say maybe like they're tracking someone down and they keep hiding in a different region and they have to follow this person. Yeah. I, I think I would like that for a series. Um, I don't know, like the, the sort of like tracking through regions and stuff. I like that idea a lot, sort of as like a detective story. I think for like the next chapter of the anime as it is so far, I don't know how much detail is in the rumor slash leak slash confirmed. I don't really know um, because you all know uh, I don't really pursue that type of stuff. Um, Actually, no. Uh, Let me just say it was a Japanese uh, teaser trailer mm -hmm. for what's coming up at the end of this month. Yeah. And in Japanese, it said uh, all the regions are coming back or something like that. So with with that little bit, I think what I would be what I think could be cool is because I don't want them to I don't want them to not be in Galar. For me personally, I want the series to take place in the Galar region because oh, that's the yeah, new yeah. region. Um so I don't really want them to leave it um outside of maybe like specials like they did in Alola. But what I think could be cool is if in the show Ash shows up to Galar and is going to compete in this sort of more athletic or I guess I shouldn't say athletic, but like more sports based type of competition and league it could Mm -hmm. be cool if they bring in characters from throughout the show's history to represent different regions either as competitors or as coaches or mentors to him kind of like how they're doing with pokemon masters yes so that the show is still rooted in galar and we're still learning about galar and 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 stuff like that but but you get to see, you know, Silen come back either to compete or to to give him a, a lesson for that episode or something like that, you know? Yes. Um, because I love that. One thing I really, really like about Sun and Moon is that they um, stayed in one place and and traveled throughout the region, but had sort of like a mm-hmm. home base. Um, mm-hmm. I could see the same thing happening for Galar, and I'd really like for it to. That's just my personal preference. Um, and so... I I want that and I want them to be able to emulate the large cast but if they're hesitant to introduce six more characters like they did for Sun and Moon why not bring back old characters you know and just have them yeah. be around for however many episodes mm-hmm. um either two episodes at a time one episode at a time maybe six episodes at whatever whatever the case may be um bring back old companions because that's that's going to give a flavor of different regions can you imagine if like um you know, Ash is visited by, um, you know, some of his Alolan classmates in the Galar mm-hmm. region. It'd be like a culture shock for them. It'd be really, really cool. Or maybe a man bun Tracy. Or a man bun Tracy. Hello. Um, <laughs> or, are well, you listening? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing you had, well, as you were talking about that, an idea popped in my head of like Ash needing to get a sponsorship. Yeah. So what if, like, say, he wanted to get like every professor from the past regions 
to give him like like sign off on a thing or whatever saying that we give him the professor sponsorship or something like that. Well, that, yeah, that would be cool if he had like a, a list of things he needed to do in order to register for the league, because it does seem like, you know, what, what we saw in a couple, couple directs ago that trainers have entire fan bases. They're almost like a mm-hmm. sports team. So um, I think that in the gala region, that probably means they're really embracing the idea that not everybody is a trainer and so it would take a lot to be able to do that or to qualify or to become registered. So maybe he has this task list of things he needs in order to register for the Galler League. And one of them is to get the endorsement of a professor. One of them is to get a sponsorship, maybe from, you know, Silence Brothers restaurants. Maybe he needs like a gym leader to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, vouch for him. You know, there's Brock or whatever. You know, like there's probably all kinds of things you could do. Yeah, so like for like the professor, he could get Professor Kakui since he's so close with Kakui. Yeah, yeah. Um, Friggin' lived with him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that takes care of Alola for Kanto. Oh, we need a gym leader's approval. Okay. Uh, Brock, Misty. Yeah. Um, you know, sponsorship. Oh, Silence Restaurant. Uh, stuff like that, and then like just find a way to incorporate each region into yeah his thing yeah i i remember seeing um that that whatever it was whatever the wording was that it'll feature or that it'll bring every region something whatever however it was worded i remember seeing that and being like i can't imagine they're going to travel to all those regions but i'm open to it you know sun and moon really blew the doors off um of the hinges and said like we're willing to bust through and do whatever we want um, so maybe, you know, maybe the, the Canto crossover really inspired them to keep doing things like that. And maybe they will end up yeah. traveling a lot. Um, but I was trying to think of ways that just in case, just in case the wording is being misconstrued, um, mm. how they could, could represent regions as opposed to necessarily visit regions. I'm cool yeah. with either one. Oh yeah. My I preference like is in one direction, but I'm cool with either one. <laughs> I just really love wow. that they stay in one place with sun and moon. I know I've said that like a dozen mm-hmm. times, but I love that so much because you get to, you get to know the neighborhood and the environment and stuff. And they revisit yeah. locations, which is cool. One thing, uh, and uh, we'll finish up this question with just this, but mm-hmm. one thing I do want to see like the next uh, season or whatever is that they keep the art animation. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like the animation from sun and moon. I would love yeah. to see them stick with it. I know I know a lot of people don't like it, but I'll be honest with you, I didn't like it at first either, but it's grown on me, and now I really like it. Yeah, I, I really like it a lot. I think it allows them to do a lot of things that they would have been hesitant to do before. Um, I think it, it opens up the humor of the series a lot um, in a way that I think connects with kids. Um, my niece watches a lot of Pokemon on Netflix, and I do think Sun and Moon is one of her favorites because it's sillier and it's it's got more fluid animation sometimes. Um, she likes XYZ a lot too, because I think the animation on that is really high quality, but, um, mm. but I, I do think that those are probably her two, her two favorites. Nice. Yeah. So our last question, and there's a reason I saved this for last before we get to ours. Sure. Last questions for each other. Pokemon crossroads at PKMN crossroads says, when will we release our first rap album. Wow, funny you should ask that question, Pokemon Crossroads. Yeah, because since you said that, Electro, Diglett, Nidoran, Nike, Venusaur, 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 Venusaur
Didn't didn't somebody I maybe I dreamt this, but I feel like somebody asked or alluded to like how well we could do the poker rap. Um, um did somebody No, that ask? was me. Oh that was me. Gotcha, gotcha. You had posted a, a gif of Ariel saying, I want more. Right. And, and you so posted a bunch I had of questions. <laughs> saying, Hey, here's a whole bunch of questions yeah. you guys could be asking us. What's okay. two plus two? So I just conflated this question <laughs> with that one because I was like, I, I that's all Kyle. I don't know the poker rap. <laughs> yeah. Um but uh yeah. I'm getting there. Yeah. Uh, our first rap album, we're not going to announce it. We're just going to drop it, you know, like exactly. like Beyonce. It's just going to appear. Fun fact, it's already been released. Nobody's found it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to find it. It's in one of your shoes. You got to saw open your shoe. There's a USB in there. Mm-hmm. Um, we figured if it works for Kanye, it'll work for us. So Yeah. And I mean, like if Apple can just force everyone to have a U2 album on their phones, yeah, then yeah, why yeah, not yeah. just put it in your shoes? Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> Don't saw your shoes in half, please. <laughs> <laughs> we are not responsible if you do. Nothing to do with your shoes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, oh, man. But uh, I guess I guess stay stay looking out for our first rap album. <laughs> so we have... Uh, one more question for each other. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, I'll go first this time. And I'll be honest, I actually kind of want to answer this myself as yeah, well. Yeah, I have one that I we both it. can answer too. Cool. So as you know, uh, we both love this Instagram page where they are redesigning the first generation of Pokemon. Yeah. So if you could redesign any Pokemon from any generation, hmm. who would it be and what would you change? Oh, man. There's so many ways to approach this because the first thing I thought of humorously, <laughs> because I'm a jerk, was I was like, <laughs> Ducklet. <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing actually wrong with Ducklet's design. I just think Ducklet is a boring, boring Pokemon. <laughs> um, mm. So I guess there's a couple ways to go about it, right? Like you could redesign a Pokemon because you think it's boring and it needs, you know, zhuzhing up. Um, mm-hmm. you could redesign a Pokemon because you love it and think it could be, you know, um, you know, something a little bit more spectacular. You could redesign something because you think it's ugly. Um, I don't know what direction I would want to go in. I guess I'll start by saying that the Instagram we talked about is called Pokemon Reboot. And that is, I think, just PKMN Reboot. And my favorites on there were Clefairy and Clefable, which is unexpected mm-hmm. because I already love those two. So if you had told mm-hmm. me like, I'm going to redesign them, I think my first inclination would be like, no, they're already so good. Um, mm-hmm. But what they did was, was amazing. So I yeah. think, and- gosh, I probably should, should stick with that route is like something I love that might also be cool in a different, like with a different take. Mm-hmm. I've hmm. actually already come up with an answer, so yeah. if you need a little bit of time. Yeah, what's, what, what so, are you doing? Yeah. Well, uh, first off, I just want to say I love their slowpoke design that they have. <laughs> yeah, they at the time of recording, right. they just recently released a slowpoke design that's very, very yes. cool. Where It looks somewhat similar, but the tail has been turned into like a Magikarp lure, mm-hmm. yeah. so, which makes perfect sense yeah. to catch a shelter. Um, and they are so close to getting to Magnemite, I cannot wait. <laughs> I hope you like but, it. I'm going to be so disappointed if, if, uh, if you hate I, it. I can't wait. 
I haven't hated anything that they've done. The Geodude line was amazing. I I don't love everything they do, but I I like that they uh, take the swings. That I yes. I would rather they take so, big swings and me not like it than them just do safe mm-hmm. stuff all the time. So the Pokemon I would choose would be Girafferig. Hmm. Okay, I like that choice. So first off, it's supposed to be based off of a giraffe. I would try and make it have a longer neck. <laughs> now that Alolan Executor exists. And they're willing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to go like that big, but I want to make it look more like a giraffe. Mm-hmm. Just have like a longer neck. Um, maybe make the back tail just a little bit more spookier. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Throw in a dark type just for good measure. Just for good measure. <laughs> yeah. So it'd be like a psychic dark. Yeah. That that would be a good candidate for a regional, regional variant too, given the typing change. Um, or I mm-hmm. guess additional typing. Um, I think on the, on, I guess in the same vein as, uh, of long necks, I think it would be really cool to see different takes on Lapras, um, because Lapras is a Pokemon that I like based on what it is, um, Mm -hmm. its role, um, how, like its demeanor and all that sort of stuff. It's never been a design that I really liked all that much. Um, so I'd love to see maybe something that more embraces the fact that it is sort of a, a plesiosaur based Pokemon. I think sometimes I think, I think Lapras's body sort of gets into the realm of like sea turtle, <laughs> um, but could be a bit more dinosaur-y. And then something that embraces the fact that it's ice a bit more too, mm-hmm. um, I think could be really cool. So if you made something that was that focused a bit more on the fact that it is an ice type, um, and incorporated that into its design and something that was a bit more reflective of the fact that it's meant to be like a marine dinosaur. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that could be, that could be cool, but I've never, I, man, I, all the times I've looked through that Pokemon reboot Instagram, I've never really thought about what I would want them to redesign. Oh, actually, you know what? I know exactly what I want them to redesign. It just came to me. I want them. I would want to redesign um, the original legendary birds. I don't think that the okay. I don't think that the legendary birds designs do justice to what they are, especially now that we've seen um, more fully developed or I guess more fully quote branded legendary designs. Um, if you went in reverse uh, and showed the legendary birds as legendary birds today, nobody would believe it. You know what I mean? I think that they could be sort of um, spruced up and made more. Uh, majestic or mythical or give them something that sort of that has that distinguished characteristic that a lot of legendaries since have had i feel like articuno is pretty good as is Uh, articuno's in my opinion yeah yeah yeah. and that's that's fine like i i can't necessarily argue with like what people like or don't like i think my issue is that they're so I, I know I was praising plain designs earlier with uh, Cramorant, but I think for the legendaries, like, give me something that I'm going to, like, poop my pants upon seeing because it's, like, intimidating <laughs> and I'm witnessing a god Pokemon. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Um, plus, Moltres looks like a chicken on fire, so. It does. Uh, I'll, I'll say it here. Moltres is a really bad design. <laughs> yeah. If you take away the flames, it is creepy. Yeah, it's it's bad. Articuno is a nice design. It's just, um, I think it could be more majestic. It, it has a good attitude about it, but I uh, 
I just want to I want to see you you done up good there, Articuno. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, what's your question for me? So, I am just it's not necess- it's probably not a super straightforward question, but I am just curious cuz I I know you had been talking to me earlier, um, I think in the week or a couple weeks ago about like our own origin stories and stuff. Um, I don't necessarily want to hear about your origin story, but I'm very curious if you have any sort of like vivid memories or favorite memories from the first like game you played like that first generation playing red or blue that's all there was maybe your friends were playing it with you or where you played it like do you have any sort of vivid memories that stand out for you from that that time so my first introduction to pokemon red Mm -hmm. was my cousin had it Mm mm-hmm and he let me play it. And again, this was all before saving was known, so and it all ended up getting deleted. Yeah. So he uh, let me play it, and I was playing it out. And I started off as, I think, Squirtle or Bulbasaur. I can't fully remember. but And I'm playing it, and I caught, like, a Kakuna, and I beat Brock. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest thing <laughs> I caught. I was like, dude, I just caught you a Kakuna, and I got you your first badge and everything. And I was just so stoked. Yeah. And I was like, I need this game. This is what I need. I need this in my life. Yeah. And then sure enough, I got, uh, for Christmas one year, I got the uh, exclusive Pokemon Game Boy Color that's Ooh. yellow and blue. It's got the Togepi, Jigglypuff, and Pikachu yeah. on the front. And uh, it came with Pokemon Yellow. And I'm playing it. And at first I'm like, why am I stuck with Pikachu? Why can't I pick one <laughs> of the other Where's my Squirtle? <laughs> exactly. So I think that's fully where my disdain for Pikachu started. It wasn't like I didn't. We've gotten down to it and I didn't even have to ask you. <laughs> yeah. Like it just, it's like I'm in a therapy session. Yeah. Just, everything's coming Tell out. me more. But, <laughs> but because I was stuck with Pikachu and I couldn't pick one of the other three. Hmm. And so I'm playing this and. I'm like, okay, this is great and all. And then, sure enough, I went to my grandmother's house, and that's when I finally got my red version. Mm-hmm. And I kept playing that. And that's basically the thing I remember the most about playing Pokemon. Nice. I actually just recently um, was able to figure out pretty confidently the exact day in history that I played Pokemon for the first time. Um, oh, wow. Because, and I'll tell you exactly why. Because Red and Blue came out in the fall of 1998, if I am not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't get it right away because I that first generation, there was sort of a slow burn um, before everything exploded. So it's not like everybody who's a Pokemon fan now was playing Pokemon Red and Blue on day one. Um, so I remember that the I started Pokemon Blue version long not long after but like weeks after i got it i don't remember if i bought it or if someone bought it for me i don't remember how i got it but i wasn't able to play it right away because i got it during lent my family Mm. is catholic and i was raised catholic and so lent is you have to give up something for lent um for 40 to 50 days depending on how you do lent and when you're 10 years old at least in my family you don't get to pick what it is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> My parents told us what we were giving up. So for whatever reason, in Lent of 1999, I was not allowed to play video games. So that was what I was told I was giving up. So I had this new Pokemon game. I wasn't even allowed to play it. Um, but 
<laughs> during Lent, there are certain um, what are called feast days, which are celebrations of different figures throughout Catholicism, typically saints. And one of them is the Feast of St. Joseph. And on the Feast of St. Joseph, you can break your fast, whatever it may be, whether it's food or an activity or something you gave up. And we done we didn't have school that day because it was the Feast of St. Joseph. So while all of my friends were enjoying their day off with each other, playing and asking me to come outside because we had the day off of school, I was inside playing Pokemon Blue. It's literally all I did that day. I nice. remember... Um, like exactly where I was sitting. I was sitting on the couch um, in the living room underneath like the hanging light. And I barely got up. I had, I think I got my first three badges all in that day. Um, I had a Venusaur by the time I was, you know, (laughs) on my way to Vermilion city uh, because, you know, I was figuring everything out. Um, I battled Brock with an Ivysaur. (laughs) Um, Yep. Yep. And, uh, and yeah, so that, that I and I believe that was March nineteenth, nineteen ninety nine, because I just checked when the Feast of Saint Joseph was that year, and I'm pretty sure that I started my Pokemon journey on March nineteenth, nineteen ninety nine. Um, that is amazing. What's funny about that is that then I wasn't allowed to play it again, right? Because what I had given up was video games, and Lent wasn't over. Lent isn't over until Easter hits, and I still had like a week and a half or two weeks or something. So, being the very good little 10-year-old Catholic I was, I would take my older brother's Game Boy um, and my Pokemon Blue version, and I would, like, hide in the bathroom and play Pokemon Blue. Um, Just little bits at a time. We also had this back stairway um, from the back of our house, and sometimes I'd sit back there and, like, try to do a little bit at a time. Um, I remember like playing under my covers with one of the little like plug in <laughs> flashlights, but it was this like stealth game of like, okay, I got to figure out a time when my older brother's not home that I can play his game. Um, and then also like, where can I be so that my parents don't see me and how long can I get away with this? Like it was such a, such a, That's... such an endeavor. And I remember That's awesome. like Silphco, I did, uh, I, you know, coincidentally enough, Silphco was one of the things that I remember doing in hiding. <laughs> Um, definitely Sabrina's gym was one of the things I did in hiding. Um, yeah. And that's, 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 uh, that was my Pokemon blue experience was, uh, I know exactly what day I think and, uh, playing half of it in secret. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember going to school, I think after I came back from my cousin's, Mm -hmm playing and i was like guys i got to play pokemon i caught him a cocoon and i got him his first badge and they're all like okay cool man sweet cocoon yeah. <laughs> i was i was that weird kid that got super excited over the little things <laughs> who is the cool kid now i think <laughs> uh, still my, not me. my theory is all the weird kids in in grade school are actually very cool now not like cool well, in the way that you would call them cool in grade school, mm-hmm. but like actually genuinely cool people. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were also into Pokemon, but then they kind of were just like, well, okay. Yeah. That's nothing compared to, and looking back now, I realize, but I was just so excited. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't even know that a Pokemon video game existed. Yeah. I had gone completely unaware <laughs> of this. Um, I think, like, I didn't even really start watching the anime until... I remember, the, like, the earliest episode I remember watching was the Farfetch'd episode. Oh, okay. 
which is actually pretty far into the anime because Misty still has a Togepi egg. Mm -hmm. Or Brock technically has the egg at the time. <laughs> yeah. So I I really didn't get into it right away or I just wasn't aware of it because I don't think we really even had cable for some time. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I think I've mentioned this before. I definitely... My first episode was the first was the first episode because the mysterious VHS tape appeared in our mail. Mm -hmm. Remember, I think I've mentioned this, right? Yes, yes. You um, have. so that one I definitely was watching from from the get go. But uh, yeah, I am convinced that video, that VHS was sent by you from the future. Hey, I I I buy it. Accepted. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what cataclysmic event um in the future would have have required me to go back in time and make sure I watched Pokemon. Maybe, maybe there, there's an alternate future out there mm -hmm. where I never got into Pokemon and I thought it sucked. And like my, maybe that, I don't know if that made me an outcast or if I got like really successful, but was like a total jerk or something. But ultimately like some, some version of me or somebody from my future, maybe it wasn't me, but somebody was like, man, Doug was such a, such a nice kid with so much promise. And here he is. He's like an absolute villain of the real world. Like somebody go back in time and get this kid back on track and make him watch Pokemon like everyone else. <laughs> Maybe I took over the world because I was the only one who didn't watch Pokemon, but I was a bad guy. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe uh, when Pokemon Go finally came out, it just set you off the end, off the edge, because <laughs> right. so many people were in your front yard. And I was like, I can't handle this. The world must end. And someone was like, we can't let Doug end the world. Get him into Pokemon now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that headcanon. Yeah. Somebody write the comic. <laughs> <laughs> How I got into Pokemon. <laughs> uh as our good friend Trekkie B47 says on their podcast of Ranger Command Power Hour, headcanon accepted. Indeed. Yes. Yes. Well, um man, that was that was that was fun. I like I like doing questions. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm I look forward to whenever we do our next one. Um because that's yeah. that's fun and it sort of guides itself. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, feel free to ask us questions whenever um if we get you know, if we, if you ask us questions, we'll see if we can figure out a way to work them into a show, um, or oh, just yeah, answer them love, at the top of the show. It. Whatever, whatever inspires us. Yeah, and sometimes each show will have a, a specific question for that episode. Yeah. Like I know, probably for our next episode, like our next sit down main episode, um, we might be asking you certain questions about Generation Five. We'll see what happens. Hmm. Interesting, interesting theory. Let's leave you all on that mystery because it is time for me to thank you it is the time that i thank all of you and give you my thanks and share gratitude and thanks for you all for joining us <laughs> <laughs> on another adventure along this victory road with us for information on episodes and contests or to give us feedback on the show or to ask us questions that we might answer be sure to find the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Victory Road Pod. And if there's something in the world of Pokemon you know a whole lot about and you'd like to appear on the podcast or just give us some information to share with the world, let us know. Until next time, we're headed back to the Pokemon Center to to nap. Let's be honest, we're going to nap. Yeah, we are. Nap time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
fine production of the 4Ride Radio Network. For other great shows, check out www.4RideRadio.com.